Bible says, this is Paul talking. He says that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. You know, when I looked at this particular scripture, I was asking the Lord, what exactly is this? And why should it be the theme for our convention, the three days? And he says that some of us, we know him, but we don't know his power. Some of us, we know him because of what he has done for others, but not what he has done for us. Some of us, we know him because of the stories we have read from the Bible or the stories we have been told, but we have never experienced the power of his resurrection, the power of his might in our own lives. If somebody were to ask you, what has God done for you? You may struggle to tell somebody the, the witness that you have of the power of God. But anytime the power of God was released, something happened. In the Bible, when the Israel was, was in captivity, God unleashed his power. And his power brought Israel out of Egypt. Hallelujah. When the blind man lay by the pool of Bethesda, the power of God came in the form of Jesus. And there was a manifestation. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 124, put well, uh, 1 Corinthians 124 there. The Bible says that, but to those who are called, how many of us are called in this room? Or oh, I say, how many of us are called in this room? The Bible says that for to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Greek, Greeks, uh, Christ is what? The power of God and what? The wisdom of God. Which means that when we are called, it is one of the benefits of being a Christian or being called to enjoy the power of God. Am I talking to somebody? Or oh, I say, am I talking to somebody? It, it, it is one of the benefits to enjoy the miracles, the signs and wonders of God. Some people have not because they want not. Some people have never experienced any miracles or any deliverance or any breakthroughs because they've never asked but today I want you to ask God and today I want you to have faith that God is going to come to you through for you Amen. Amen so without further ado much ado I want to invite onto the stage our speaker our friend our brother Pastor Doji oh I think he doesn't need any introduction in this place. We love him. He is one of us and we can't wait for what God is going to use him for. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much, Reverend. Um, please take your seats. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be gathered for an open heaven 
convention. Lord, you made the heavens and the earth with your outstretched hands. And your word says there is nothing impossible for you. Father, may that be our testimony. That seemingly impossible situations will be made possible by the power of your Holy Spirit. Touch our hearts and touch our lives tonight. Take us to the next dimension of power and of your presence. And of your glory, we pray. Bless our lives and bless this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. It's a joy to be with you again. And um, I want to say hello to you all. It's like, uh, like Pastor Gloria said, I think it's been a while since I've been here. Um, not a while, it's just about a year maybe. <laughs> but I hope that the moment we have together will be powerful. Amen. Are you excited? Are you looking forward? You are going to have a blessed time. You are doing well. Keep up the good work. And the Lord who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. So our main theme is from Philippians 3.10. Is that right? It says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Amen. Amen. That I may know him. I mean, it's a very um, loaded um, passage of scripture. And the reason why it's a loaded passage of scripture is partly because knowing him is one, it's a process and you cannot get to a point maybe ever where you know him fully. Do you understand? So as a, as a believer, um, you are continually getting to know, to know him. It's, it's when you get to that point of realization, you take a little bit of a, a posture that helps you to continue to strive to know him. Because you may already know, you may already know him, but unknown to you, your knowledge of him is limited. Do you see? You, you know him, I'm not doubting that. Yeah, but unknown to you, your knowledge of him is limited. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's one of the blessings of an open heaven 
is where that revelation of knowing him the more can be made manifest to you or in your life. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were open unto him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So here you see the heavens being opened upon even the Lord. Amen. Amen. So if the heavens are opened upon the Lord, then you and I need the heavens to be opened upon us. So we can have a, a full, or we can fully accomplish the purpose for which he has called us. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Do you want the heavens to be opened upon you? Amen. When the heavens opens, many things happen. But you see, the scripture that we read in Philippians, also chapter number 3, verse 10, goes on to tell us that it says that I may know him and not just to know him but to also know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Amen. When you know him his power will be released upon your life. Hallelujah. So, we will look at a few people who undoubtedly know that we know from scripture that they knew the Lord and their knowledge of God continually heightened. And in so doing, we can, we can try and fit ourselves in somehow and see how we can also benefit the most. Amen. So tonight is the first night and I want to just establish this and then I'm going to share a few things maybe out of this as we proceed and then I'm going to explain particular things and then make time to pray with you also. Amen. I ask the Lord, what should I do when I'm here? And I believe that one of the things that I believe the Lord said to me was to pray for them. Amen. Because there's power also in prayer. Amen. There is a lot of power in prayer. So, if we look at 
Prayer, prayer is exciting, is it? <laughs> and and that's good because I see why. Because you have prayed, you see, the Lord is saying that you have prayed. Have you seen? You have done your. Is it Friday? Last Friday of the month. You 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 you. Every week you have been praying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. As you have prayed, it's time for power to also be released. <laughs> Out of that prayer, power will be released. Amen. You know, it's interesting that it's interesting that we are all Christians, but God can give you power that will stand you apart. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's that power that he is is bringing to you. But first he has to show you that that power is real. And when he shows you that that power is real, your hunger and your desire would... Do you see what I'm saying? Good. I used to pastor and I was young. I'm so young. <laughs> but a time came I would have some experience. And then when I go into the church, into church I will feel led to do particular things. But I, I just felt, okay, do it. And in doing so, I began to realize that maybe some amount, you see, power, the power of God is exousia. I will explain something. The power of God is it's not power um, that, you know, it's just there for you to go and take. It's authority given to you to use the power. I think it's Matthew 28, around about verse 16 or 17, where Jesus said to the disciples that all power is given to me in... Is that correct? Yeah, all power, 18, is given to me. Yeah, as a, you see, your version says all authority. Okay, have you got the King James? Okay, have you seen that King James says that, and Jesus came and spoke on it, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and, and in earth. Then he goes on to tell them that, go ye therefore. So go ye therefore means as a result of this, you go. So the power is not yours. The power is not ours. But the authority, the permission, the permission to use the power is being given to you. As a result of that, go with that mandate and that authority that the power has been given to me for a purpose and I need to now go and use it. Amen. Amen. 
So amongst other things, I will see that somebody will come into the service. I don't know him. I don't know anything about them. But I'll just walk to them. I'll place my hands around on their ear. A person, I one example, I put my hand on the man's ear. Then I just prayed and continued to preach. After the service, he calls one of the guys. He said, do you guys know um, I, when I came to the service, I was hard of hearing? And that young man, he just walked to me. He placed his hands on my ear. And now my ear, I can hear. Yeah, it's happened to me. Then, 1 Corinthians 4.20. First Corinthians 4.20. It says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, thank you, but in what? Power. Amen. Amen. Is, is, is Paul dismissing the word? No. Yes. Because if, you see, that's why I explained that the power is not in isolation and it's not for us. And the word is Christ. You see? And he gives you the power. Amen. So I remember another situation when a man came into the service. And as I was walking around, I just placed my hands on him and I prayed. There's a video of it actually. After the service, he comes to me and he wanted my microphone. And we are a bit hesitant to give a microphone to somebody we don't know because we don't know what the person wants to say. He said, give me the microphone. Give me the microphone. So I said, I'll take a gamble. The people around know me. So leave we will find a way. So when, when I gave him the microphone, he just said, I don't remember. He says, you see this guy over here? Yeah. Then I've got a video actually on my, on my phone. Then he said, so I became, hey, what's going on? Then he said, then he said, he said, he's a man of God. I said, man of God? <laughs> and, and, you know, that's what he said, he's a man of God. So this is a, like a middle, maybe somebody in his early 50s to mid 50s, you know, Englishman, you know, looking prim and proper. So, when he said that, I became a bit worried. I said, I'm not worried. I told her, what makes, what's making, this guy doesn't know me. Then he said, he said, I used to be a missionary. Like, I used to travel on missions. With, maybe with a church or a group. And we used to go into rural parts of Africa. Remember, I've never met this man. It's the first time I'm seeing him. How he walked into the service, I don't know. Up to today, I don't know. But my life took 
a 10. And I never went to church for nearly almost a decade. But the Lord just woke me up and asked me to come into this service. So when I walked into the service, there were particular things that go through my mind that made me feel like a failure and as a result, won't go to church anymore because I've tasted, I know that, I'm, it's not like someone who is convinced that being at home is right. Do you understand? But I said, when he placed, those were his, when he placed his hands upon me, something changed in my thought processes to encourage me to continue to serve the Lord. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. So now I started to notice that when the Lord asked me to pray for people, it's not on me. I just pray. Do you understand? And then he does what he wants to do. Amen. It's his power. It is his power. So we are in an open heaven convention. And not only are we in an open heaven convention, but we want to know his power. Amen. Amen. We want to know his power. Yes. Let me, let me look for a scripture quickly. Would you bear with me for a minute? Let me just... Okay, where are we? Okay. Okay, I think I've gone too far. I'm going back. So, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, I share this to say something. Paul says that from verse number 1, 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. It says, I came to you, not with what? Thank you. <laughs> not with exciting words of man's wisdom. Not with exciting words, enticing words of man's wisdom. 
But in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Amen. Okay. I, 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 flew, I flew back into the country. What day is today? Friday. So Sunday night. Last Sunday. I got back into the country. But when I used to pastor there was a lady who used to come to church. And um, are you okay with my stories? Okay. Yeah. This lady, after we encouraged her, she joined the choir. One day, I, I, I used to go to um, like a, a retreat place to pray. And when I, I have to pay to use a facility. So sometimes I drive my car to a park. A park. Because it's free. Then I just drop my seats and then I lie. So I'm not distracted by what I'm seeing. And then I'll be praying. So as I was praying, the Lord, I had a name. I don't know, but I had a name. I had a name, a name. So let's say the name was Charlie. It's not Charlie, but. <laughs> Should I change the name? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should I use Charlie? Are you sure? I'm not going to cause any problems. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, it's interesting, even for me, even for me. I'll tell you something and remind me that I wanted to add something if I forget. Because when I heard the name, I just dismissed it. And then I continued to just pray. Then I heard a voice from, you see, Knowing God is levels. And I heard another voice say, won't you ask me who Charlie is? Can you imagine that? So I just dismissed it like, oh, maybe it's just my thoughts. It's just me that's, yeah. And then he said, won't you ask me? When I heard that, I never heard that before. Won't you ask me who Charlie is? So I became more, I started to pay attention. You know, so this is like, and it's becoming almost like a two-way conversation. So I became now, as I now became, you know, engaged. It's like, okay, so who is Charlie? And do you know what happened? I only heard one more thing, and that was it. He says, when you go to church, ask so-so-and-so, the lady that I was talking about. Yes. Hey, this is this is interesting. So I went to church, and the lady used to come to church with a guy. Okay, yeah. So when they came, when they after I preached, normal, nothing, I just preached. After preaching, she came to me. So I asked, I asked her, hey, the guy, because I don't know the guy's name. 
I said, you know the guy you, you are coming to church with, is he Charlie? <laughs> then she said, Charlie? Hey, the way she did it, Charlie? That's not his name. I said, do you know any Charlie? She said, Charlie? I don't know. I said, he said, no. Then, then, no, I said, no. Charlie, no. No. I mean, listen. So, I, I can't remember if it's that Sunday or the following Sunday. I know this is what I'm going to say happy the following Sunday. The following Sunday, I preached. When I finished preaching, she came to me. She said, Pastor, last week, you asked about Charlie. And I said, I just I said, oh, yeah, yeah, but you don't know Charlie, so. He said, why did you ask? Who wants to know about Charlie? So I said, the Lord asked me to ask you. I tell you. I tell you. This lady broke down in tears. And she said, Pastor, so the Lord remembers me. I was, I've never seen anything like that before. He says, so the Lord remembers me. The Lord remembers me. Because in her mind, the Lord had forgotten about her completely. More so, the reason why she had to now come and admit that she knows Charlie is that she went home, spoke with Charlie, and Charlie said he wants to speak to me. <laughs> so now she needs my permission for Charlie to speak with me. <laughs> the long and short. Are you okay with the story? Eh? Hey, I'm just telling you when the power of God is released, eh? Oh, you will be excited. There is excitement. But it's it's for the benefit of his people. You see, now let me tell you something. Unknown, you see, Charlie actually wanted to marry her. Yes, Charlie wanted to marry her. And the guy she was coming to church with was already married. And she did not know. And she did not know. So when the whole thing came into the open, that lady took some decisions. Today she's married to Charlie. They live in, in Maryland. I've just left them in Maryland. Married with their two children in Maryland. Doing well. I was telling her in the US, you can go to school. You can do this. She said, Pastor, thank you. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. I tell you. I tell you. I said, so, so, I, I mean, personally, I, it still amazes me. Yeah. Her mother became my friend. She would call me from a city called Kumase. Then she would say, Pastor. I only have two daughters. You have helped this one. 
There is one to go. <laughs> I tell you. Hey. Uh, remember. Oh, I, oh, it's, amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and she, oh, I tell you. She's. You know, she, and they are involved in ministry also. In, 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 Mary, in, in somewhere in Maryland. It's a blessing. Yes. And we don't know how, you know, the, if, if that situation would have ended. Because we don't know. But God is good. Amen. So it will be you next. Yeah. Amen. It will be your story to be told next. It will be you God using to demonstrate his power. Hallelujah. Amen. The power of God is real. I, I was in Mauritius. I was preaching in Mauritius for a, a few days. The island of Mauritius. Do you know the island of Mauritius? You, uh, so, and I remember Amongst other things, maybe tomorrow they will show you a video. Bring a video of Mauritius. You know, but you see the guys that come to record me sometimes. I observe them sometimes. When, when I say, I want to pray for you, you see that they will come. Everywhere they will, they will come. But something happened. And um, recently, um, I, I, I preached in Mauritius. And I started to speak. Because I was speaking to the youth. The youth I went to Africa Leadership University. There's a university called Africa Leadership University. It's got campuses, I think, in Uganda, in Mauritius, and a few other places. They have a very wonderful campus. And the idea behind the university is very powerful. So I was privileged to be with them. It was Easter Sunday, April. Easter Sunday. So I was doing their service with them. And I was speaking to, into their lives and uh, uh, trying to encourage them. Then I started to mention particular firms. Some of you are going to be working for PwC. When you leave school, you're going to work for Deloitte. You're going to work for EY. You're going to work for this. You know, and I, I used it like fun, but I was encouraging them. You know, it wasn't long after we came back from, from Mauritius. And then... I noticed something. Because one day the Lord woke me up and, and, and I, I saw somebody who was going to be earning 60,000 pounds. Are you with me? <laughs> so, I, I wanted it myself. <laughs> so, I said, ah, you know, it's, it's, it would be nice if it's, if it's for me. <laughs> you know, then... Um, Without going to, without, you know, so I kind of, I knew, I knew, I knew. Sometimes you know. <clears throat> sometimes you know. And sometimes you can determine who it goes to. God gives, you see, like I always use your pastors as an example. That my coming into contact with your pastors changed my life. Do you understand? 
it brought me a blessing. And I always remember when they, I've told this, said the story, and so I won't go into the details. When they went into full-time ministry some years back, when they went into full-time ministry, I remember the Lord telling me that what they would have earned working in the secular world, he will give it to me. doesn't mean that he will take it from them and give it to me. But it means that he will, be, he will bless me to a point that, I don't know how else to put it. But he will bless me financially. Put it that way. Simple. Okay. Yeah. So, and I've, begin, I've begun to see that around the people who also travel with me. Yeah. Because when we came back from Mauritius, all the people who travel with me changed jobs, salary just went like that. You can't believe it. You know, just, just, just like that. Yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, one of them is, going to, is joining Deloitte. And Deloitte consulting. And if I work in professional services, so I know that even amongst us who work in professional services, when we talk about consulting, Deloitte is number one. Yeah. When you talk about you know, other sectors, like audit and other things, you can call PwC, but when you want to talk about consulting in professional services, there will nowhere, no one is close to Deloitte. So it means that when you have even two years of Deloitte experience, you see, you, if you have two years, you see, you don't do those places, eh? You don't go there to last. You go there to put it on your CV. Yeah. Then you, you just leverage. You just have a leverage. Yeah, God can turn it around for your good. He can, he can do it for you. And may he do it for you. May he do it for you. Hallelujah. God is able. He's able. So that you are not... You see, it helps you to continue to look up to him. To continue to look up to him. Some of you are students. You know? Tomorrow, there's a young man. I'm hoping he'll be here. You know, one day I preached here and I was praying for some, a young somebody. Maybe Kiran. And I said that there is um, I, my mind goes back to a young man that I was working with. And I felt the Lord say, give him your best. Help him. Help him. Because, you know, it takes somebody taking kindly to you. Do you understand? To get an opportunity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. in the system. Yes. Yeah, it takes somebody just taking kindly to you. You know, and this, the, the young boy I was working with then, I always remember him. Something happened and he, he would just, I didn't even know that he was a Christian. But after I left here, in, my, in his last assignment, he was working, assisting me. So I was training him. And I found out that he was leaving the firm. But when he was leaving, it, we found out that we were both Believers. Okay, he's younger, but he's trying his best. And um, 
He said, I'll keep in touch. And he's now, he left the firm for a particular reason because he wanted to come, go back to school. So he studies here in Leeds University. So when I, he sent me a message, I was in, I was in training, then he sent me a message. Oh, um, hi, Duji, my church is having a Christmas carol on this day. I would like you to come and be part of it. And I said, oh, you really? He said, I won't be there. He won't be there, but if you go, they will look after you. And I said, oh, good. I'm also in Leeds. This weekend, doing my bit. So I sent him the address. He said, I can't miss this, and I'll see you tomorrow, or I'll see you on Saturday. But I use it to say that, you see, you need somebody to just take kindly to you. Yeah, take kindly to you, and just help you out. Amen. And God can touch a life so that opportunity will come to you. You see, because you have a window. When you are young, you have a window to train. Let me be honest with you. You have a window to train. Yeah. If that, you don't get the opportunity to train, you might have knowledge, but you cannot do the job. And you cannot compete with your peers because your peers will have a leverage, an advantage over you. That's why it's good when you're young and opportunity presents itself, you have to see it as a learning opportunity. And learn as much as, don't think about the money, just learn, just learn, just acquire the knowledge. It puts you in a good position eventually. Amen. Because no one can take it away from you. You see, I tell you, are you okay? You see, my dad had a friend and he was a a, a, a doctor on, is it Harley Street, they call it in London. Yeah. Harley Street is a, it's like if you want the most expensive the dentist, they are there. The expe- most expensive is, they are there. Yeah, most expensive. Yeah. And that man, I if I mention his name, you Google him, so I'll mention his name. <coughs> he had, I used to go and visit him once in a while. So he was Come Saturday, I'm in the come. So I'll go to London. Then I'll be with Emilia. Then we'll just sit. Then he'll be talking to us. Then he said, one day he said, um, Deji, he had a problem with the General Medical Council. So he was struck off eventually. But he said to us, Deji, don't worry about me. I'm 75. <laughs> he says, I'm 75. You see, they wanted me to tell them what I have learned. And I refused. <laughs> yeah, because when you're, when you're in his, in his, with him, people fly from all over the world to come there. Yeah, I see, you see people from Russia, people from Ukraine, people from where, people, they come there. Then he explained to me, that I says, I went to this, I, I was going to mention the... Should I mention it? Yeah. He, he said, told me how he said, do you know how much I, it cost me to learn this thing? Are you with me? Yeah. Then he said, there are some things when you know, keep it to your heart because it's what will give you a little bit of leverage. Yeah. 
So, so you find out that there are a lot of people that you, I'm talking to the young people now, you find out there are a lot of people that you work with, they have the knowledge but they won't share it with you. It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. You see, so that's why you, are, yeah, that's why when you have favor and somebody takes kindly to you, they will show you things that will be so valuable, so suddenly you look very important because you are the only one who can do it. Yeah, you are the only one who can do it. Or you are one of the few who can do it. There are the masses, but you have a niche. And then once you have that niche, you will see that the value on you, is, is, even if it doesn't go up, at least it's maintained. So there's a need for you. Are you with me? Wonderful. How does this reflect in the power of God? Because the power of God brings God's presence. <coughs> the power of God brings God's presence. And where God's presence is, okay, where God's presence is, go to where God's presence is, anything can happen. But what happens, happens for your good. Yeah. Um, and let me do these two scriptures quickly and I'll pray with you. Acts, Acts 4.33. Acts 4.33. Acts 4.33. Is that, is that right? It says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And what? Great grace was upon them all. Remember in, in Philippians 3.10, it says that, that I may know you and the power of what? His resurrection. And look here, he says that, and then go back here, he says, and the power of his resurrection. Here he says that, and with great grace, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. The resurrection gave them power. And that power resulted in grace being upon them. Yes. Amen. That power brought grace upon them. And it is that grace that enables us. It enables us. Where, 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 where you felt even where, people, where you yourself feel you would have failed, grace will bring, come and stand in for you. Yeah. Who are you, that mountain? Before Zerubbabel. Is this Zechariah 4, 6? It shall become a plain. Then when you read on, it says grace. Grace unto them. Grace. Another person that understood it quickly. Exodus 33. Moses, our man. Exodus 33. So in Exodus 33, from verse number 14. Okay, let's just read from verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. So when there's an open heaven, the Lord speaks to you 
as he speaks to his friend. Amen. He speaks to you. Amos 3.3. 3. He says, God will do nothing except he first reveals it to his friends or his servants, the prophets. Amos 3.3. 3. Amos 3.7. 37. Try 7. Here? Is that right? Surely the Lord will do nothing but he revealed it. His secrets. So, it, it, at that point, secrets. God will reveal things to you. See, so here it says that he spoke. He speaks with Moses as someone would speak with his friend. And he turned again his camp. But the servant Joshua, the son of a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou, says unto me, Bring up his, these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I found grace in thy sight, show me the way, thy way, that I may know thee. And I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is my people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I'll give thee rest. Amen. His presence will go with you, and he will give you rest. Then he goes on to say, and he said unto me, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. If your presence, in fact, impliedly, wouldn't go with us, then don't even send us there. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace, 17, in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Amen. It says that because you found grace by my where am I? You found grace in my sight and I know thee by name. Amen. You know you can know people but you don't know them by name. It's, it's an indication of a level of in intimacy in terms of closeness that Moses had with God. And when there is an open heaven, think about it. If heaven was your next door neighbor, okay, and your next door neighbor's door is shut, would you ever see your next door neighbor? You can even hear him, but you won't see him. But when the heavens open, there is access. Do you understand? There is access. Why would the heaven open? The heaven opens so that God will give us access. Amen. Access to his throne room. Access to him. So we can hear from him. So we can know his plans. So we can know his thoughts. Concerning situations. So here Moses said, if your presence will not go with me, then don't send me. Because I know that if I go without your presence... Um, I'll become prey to anything. But if I go with your presence, I have your defense. I have your backing. And you can back me. You can protect me. And you can help me. Amen. You can help me. 
the heavens open upon us. May the heavens open upon us. May the heavens open upon us. You see, it's such an individual thing when the heaven opens. Do you, see, do you remember when Jesus, when we read in Matthew 3, when the heavens opened, there were people there. But when the heavens were open, it was opened upon him. It means that it's an individual thing. Are you with me? It depends on whether you want the heavens to be opened upon you. Are you desirous? Do you really want it? What I've tried to do is to share the benefits with you. And then now to, to make you think about it. If the heavens open upon your life. You know, I shared testimonies of not just how your life will be blessed, but how you can also be a blessing unto others. Yeah. You can also be a blessing unto others. So you can you can you can help. You know, you can plead, you can plead for others. You can stand for others. You can intercede for others. And the hand of God will be strong upon you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That I may know you. That I may know you. That I may know you. It's deep. It's deep. We, 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 none of us can say that we know him enough. But that we may know him. So that when the heavens open, our cry is the Lord that we may know you. Because when you don't know a person, even if you hear his voice, you will know that he's the one speaking. When you don't know him, he might even be speaking. And you wouldn't know that he's speaking. He might even be by your side. But you wouldn't acknowledge him. Because you don't know him. You don't know him. I don't know, but I don't know if there's somebody here and you, you don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know him at all. And you want to know him. You want to know him. Or you know him, but you want to know him some more. You want to know him some more. You want to be able to hear when he speaks. You want to be able to recognize his presence. Remember, God is a spirit. So it doesn't take the physical eye to know when he is around. Because when you know him, his power is nearer. It's nearer. Power is knowing him before the power is knowing him that I may know him that I may know him